What's going on, man? Welcome back to the basement. I'm running. Today, we're going to dive into some playoff schedules. We're going to talk about the five wide receivers that I believe have the easiest schedules down the stretch that are going to win you guys' leagues. You know, guys that are skeleton keys to fantasy football championships. Like last year, we had Deontay Johnson, Stephon Diggs as those wide receivers that you really needed to have if you wanted any kind of chance against an Alvin Kamara six touchdown team in the finals. And you even had rookies last year like Brandon Ayuk, Justin Jefferson, Chase Claypool. Year before that, you had A.J. Brown and Debo Samuel as, you know, rookie wide receivers that really gave you an edge in the playoffs because we know rookie wide receivers, they produce more down the stretch. So that's what we're going to dive into today because we have week 14 this week, and then next week starts playoffs. And I really wanted to dive into, you know, the good playoff schedules. We covered the running backs last week. We're going to cover the wide receivers today. Tomorrow, I'm going to come out with the 10 players that I think have the worst playoff schedules across all positions. And then we'll get back to running back wide receiver rankings as soon as next week. Now, I know that's going to be tough for some of you guys. If you want to see where my rankings are at for this week, week 14, I post my weekly rankings on Patreon every single week on Thursday. So you can find that at patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. If you want access to the weekly rankings, I got PPR, 0.5 PPR, standard, super flex. You know, if you have a running back wide receiver, I have flex rankings on there. Also, just updated the dynasty rankings. So I know a lot of you guys out there playing dynasty leagues have been asking me in the comments, hey man, where's the dynasty content? Where's the dynasty content? We're going to kick up the dynasty content as soon as the season ends, but we got plenty of dynasty content on the Patreon. So if you want my rankings, so you can kind of see, okay, I'm in trade talks right now, trying to gear up for the playoffs. That'll be on the Patreon as well. Literally just $5. I'm telling you guys, I'm giving away too much value on there for the price tag. Now, with that being said, we're rambling a little bit long here. If you're new, make sure you're subscribed. I want to say only like 30% of the people that watch these videos are subscribed. So just make sure you go down there. If you're enjoying these, if these keep popping up and you're recommended, go down there, smash the subscribe button, smash the like button. It helps us out a ton in the algorithm, fellas, especially during this, you know, it's, it's tough times out here, fellas. We're in week 14. You know, the guys that are watching the videos, you guys are the ones that are in your fantasy playoffs, fantasy championships. You know, the guys that aren't so good at fantasy guys that, you know, are probably like what, like three and nine at this point, three and 10, they're not gonna be watching anymore. So, so, you know, make up for those counterparts, make sure you hit the like button, subscribe. Now, without further ado, let's get into this video. Let's go. Now, first up on this list, we are going to talk about Devonta Smith, the Slim Reaper, a guy I wasn't high on coming out, but I've really liked what I've seen from him so far. And he hasn't looked great the past few weeks, right? So he plays the the Jets this week. Who did he play before that? He played the Jets last week. I can't remember who he played before that. But essentially, he's put up back-to-back duds. And one of them was, Jay, was because of Jalen Hurts, who, whatever reason, down the stretch was just feeding it to Jalen Rager. So this is two weeks ago. It was down the stretch, late in the game, needed a touchdown, fed two straight passes to Jalen Rager. Rager dropped both of them. Devonta Smith was open on both of those plays. Didn't get the ball past him. Then we had Gardner Minshew in a Jets blow. First of all, killed the Jets. Didn't need to even pass the ball at all. And then you also had Gardner Minshew doesn't have that same rapport with Devonta Smith. Now, I do believe Jalen Hurts will be back after the bye. And Devonta Smith, even though he has two back-to-back dud weeks, he's been pretty decent on the season. Before those two dud weeks, he had 22.6, 22.6, and 10.1 points 
in three straight games. So he he put together a nice little stretch. He has a 21.6% target share on the season. For a rookie, he's been really good. And we know that we've been preaching this all offseason. Rookie wide receivers give us some of the biggest upside down the stretch in the playoffs because with rookie wide receivers or any rookies in general, if you take if you just take their first like eight games, you compare it to their next eight games, it's always way better in the last eight games. Rookie wide receivers, rookie just in general, they adjust to the NFL, they get onto the field more, they become more efficient, they become better down the stretch. Like same thing with you know with Elijah Moore, he wasn't that great for, through his first six games, and then since then has popped off. I still think that Devonta Smith has access to that upside, and it's because he has a super light schedule down the stretch and. He's kind of been vocal about, you know, complaining about his targets or whatever, especially with the Rager stuff. So I do think that once Hertz is back and they get back into the flow of things, they're going to start force feeding targets Devonta Smith's way. And I do know that Devonta Smith isn't, you know, he's not a, you know, I could have talked about, you know, like the Debo Samuels and Cooper Cups of the world, but I want to talk about the guys that you got later on in your drafts that are going to be in your flex that could just come up big because that's where that's where the difference is made is when you have a Devonta Smith that puts up 20 points in your playoff matchup and everything else goes as planned that is the difference between you and the next guy and with this schedule down the stretch he has a classic NFC East schedule I don't know if they always make them like this but they it feels like they always jam pack them in at the end he has three straight NFC East matchups which means all of them should be pretty close competitive games they're all playing for playoff spots and they're both they're all really light. This is maybe the best schedule or the best final three game schedule on this entire list, or it's up there for one of the best because he has Washington at home, who's giving up the third most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. And he has the Giants, who's giving up the 11th most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Then Washington again. He's going He's going to absolutely dot up Washington. The Giants, I think that they're still, you know, giving up the 11th most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, I think is still, you know, they are not a great secondary by any means so i do love i think what the jalen jalen waddle just came out and dotted them up so i believe you know devonta smith has a pathway to being a league winning asset in fantasy just because of that schedule because he's a rookie he has he's shown on the peripherals that he looks good now moving on to our next player we're going to talk about jalen waddle who's a little bit more of a clear league winner and yes it's another rookie but this one is a little bit different. He has been the wide receiver five in fantasy points since week nine. He's tied for second in the NFL in catches. He has 86 catches on the season, which is insane. 86 catches on the season as a rookie, and we're not even into week 14 yet. So 13 games, 86 catches. That's still just a wild stat to read for a rookie like Jalen Waddle, who kind of came into the NFL as more of like a a perceived deep threat but they've been using him in like kind of an all-purpose role and it's been working out really nice and on top of being second in the nfl in catches you know wide receiver five since week nine he's wide receiver 16 in points per game on the entire season and why i love him as a you know playoff league winner type wide receiver is his explosive ability like in college he was a home run hitter get it out to him in the screen he'll take it to the house get it to him down the field like he is just a threat on every single play to take it to the crib if you guys remember, did you guys uh, watch the... It was Alabama versus LSU. That was back when it was Tua versus Joe Burrow. I'm trying to think if Mac Jones was in that game, but I believe it was Tua. And Jalen Waddle, he returns a punt, gets his face mask just absolutely spun around, still takes it to the crib on a punt return. Like He is just a problem with the ball in his hands. And he's shown that in the fantasy box scores. He has now had two 28-plus point games. So he has explosive potential at any point in time during the playoffs and that could also 
win you games, especially when you look at this the schedule. Another guy, really light schedule. You have the, the Jets at home, at Miami, which, of course, the Jets are allowing the 16th most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers, but at the same time, it's the Jets secondary, and they suck. The only reason that that isn't higher is just because teams are usually killing the Jets, and when you're killing the Jets, you can just run on them. But the uh, per football outsiders are like a bottom five pass defense. Then you have New Orleans, who's giving up the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Tennessee, who's giving up the fourth most. So Jalen Waddle has a very, very light schedule down the stretch, and I think that he has potential to blow up in one to two of those games, really win you a week. So I do like Jalen Waddle as a guy. If I had him on my team for a playoff stretch, I'd be feeling extremely confident. Now, shifting off of a rookie, we just talked about two rookies in a row. You guys are probably like, uh, this just going to be you highlighting rookies now. We're going to talk about Brandon Ayuk. And this is a guy you guys you guys know that I have a, a love-hate relationship with Brandon Ayuk because I love him. His rookie year, boy, was insane. Comes out here. Then Kyle Shanahan's doghouse. Trent, apparently, Trent Sherfield is out here playing better. Now, I saw a comment the other day that was saying, you know, Kyle Shanahan is in practice every week. That's why Trey Lance isn't starting over Jimmy Garoppolo. If Trey Lance looked good in practice, he'd be over Jimmy Garoppolo. What I would say to that is, at one point in time, Kyle Shanahan believed that Trent Sherfield looked better in practice than Brandon Ayuk. I think he lets his ego get in the way of, you know, talent evaluation, but that's neither here nor there. Now, when we're talking about Brandon Ayuk, I know he just had a disappointing week, and we all have that sour taste in our mouth where Debo Samuel is gone, and Ayuk was supposed to, you know, pop off, be have this huge, huge week. And it didn't happen. Now, what I would say to that is, first of all, take a breath. I think he had like maybe like three or four catches for like 66 yards. Ten weeks ago, we would have taken that and been super happy in like week three or four. On top of that, it was a Kittle game. George Kittle went out there. He was like, it was like his first ever two touchdown game. He looked amazing. The thing about Ayuk is he still saw a 20% target share. I'm also not a, a, of the belief in vacated targets. So Debo Samuel leaving doesn't necessarily mean a bunch more targets for Ayuk because on the flip side Ayuk played so well as a rookie last year but people want to say you know Debo wasn't there Kittle wasn't there that's why he looked so good that's not exactly how it works if you demand targets you looked good out there in in the NFL as a rookie then you are a good player right it doesn't matter who else is out there on the field because you also had guys last year like Jalen Rager who had a wide receiver room all to himself like Michael Pittman had a wide receiver room all to himself and they all didn't produce. So just because you're out there and you're the only guy out there doesn't mean that you're entitled to. Ayuk had like a 23% target share, 15.6 points per game. It's like the wide receiver 16. So you don't put up those kinds of numbers just because Debo's not there. And it shows on the reverse of that is Debo isn't there. It doesn't mean Ayuk is just going to go crazy. Now, I'll be honest, Ayuk has regressed a little bit this year. I do still believe in the talent long term. And even with this dud, Brandon Ayuk is still the wide receiver 18 in points per game in the last five weeks. So he's still, you know, on a solid run of performances here. He's had his good games coming with Debo. Debo could miss more games, which means Ayuk could see a small tick up, right? If you believe in that kind of thing, or Debo comes back and he demands more coverage from Brandon Ayuk. So either way, I think it works out for Brandon Ayuk and his playoff schedule is juicy. Now he has Cincinnati this week, whatever, 19th most fantasy points allowed. Then he has a wild stretch of games on the back end. He has Atlanta, at home, giving up the ninth most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Then you have the Titans who give up the fourth most, and the Texans who give up the seventh most. So he has three bottom 10 defenses in fantasy points allowed to opposing wide receivers. So he has every opportunity to go down here, be an absolute league winner for those of you guys out there that kind of snuck him into the playoffs because he was, you know, 
somebody that could bog you down through the first like 10 weeks. But I do love Ayuk's potential in those really easy games to come out here and, you know, really be one of those guys you needed to have, especially with, I, I like the shootout potential between Atlanta and, and Tennessee as well. Then moving on to another guy who is not a wide receiver, like the first two, we have AJ Brown. And this one's a little bit controversial. The boy is currently on IR. He's due back in week 15 or 16. That's according to Edwin Porras on Twitter. But I, I'm of the belief that as soon as AJ Brown is back, he's back. In 2020, he missed three straight weeks. He came back the next week. He scored 20 points right away. Now, we didn't see that this week, this year when he came back from in injury. But I am of the belief that once AJ Brown gets right, he's a guy that, you know, he's not really pra He's always usually banged up. He's not always practicing. But when he comes out there and plays, he usually comes out there and really plays. Now, I also want to say with all these guys, these pretty much uh, apply to the entire wide receiver room. So if, with Ayuk, you can apply it to Debo. With Jalen Waddle, you can kind of apply it to like Devontae Parker, maybe Will Fuller if he comes back. With AJ Brown, if Julio Jones is here down the stretch, I don't, I wouldn't be, like it wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world if Julio put together like a three-game stretch where he just went crazy. I still do believe that Julio isn't completely washed at this point. But with AJ Brown, He's going to be back week 15 or 16. So that's the Pittsburgh game or the San Francisco game, as you guys can see here. You have Pittsburgh, who's allowing the 12th most fantasy points, opposing wide receivers. The 49ers are allowing the 14th most. Miami's allowing the 5th most. I think that he will 100% be back for week 17 against Miami. I could easily see him being that guy you needed to have in week 17. He goes against Miami, and he just blows up. Now, I will say it's going to be a little bit sketchy because let's say he comes back week 15. Do you play him? It really comes down to what you have in your flex spots, but I could see him, like I said, he scored 20 right away last year coming back from injury. He could, you know, come right back into lineups, be a solid wide receiver one. We'll see what happens. But I do think once he gets one game under his belt, whether that's week 15 or 16, he will be a guy that could win, win leagues down the stretch. Now, he's also a guy that has always produced down the stretch. He averages 21 points per game after week 14 in his entire career, only 13 points per game in all other games. So that's a pretty wild split. I, I'm not sure what it is in the air if he just likes cold weather but aj brown has been a guy that produces on the back half of the season more than the front end then our last wide receiver we're saving best for last the new york jet i almost feel bad like i've found i've caught myself kind of giving elijah moore a hard time either in dynasty rankings weekly rankings rest of season rankings because i don't want my jets bias to affect it too much so i've almost i've almost made it tougher on him to you know come out here and kind of impress me but he has done everything i could have asked of him oh I kicked the camera on accident. Everything I could have asked from him and more. It's it's genuinely insane. The guy is bawling out of his damn mind. I don't know if you guys saw that video, but it was like AJ it was Elijah Moore got drafted. AJ Brown was there and he was like he was like crying with Elijah Moore. Maybe AJ Brown got drafted. I think Elijah Moore got drafted, but AJ Brown was crying, bro. AJ Brown, he was like, Oh, you're the you he's like he's like, You're better than me, man. But um yeah, dude, Elijah Moore, he's the truth. He's been, this is an insane stat to say from a rookie wide receiver. This is a rookie wide receiver that has had the quarterbacks, Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Josh Johnson, and Mike White. Four different, like this reminds me almost of Josh Gordon's Cleveland Brown year. Now, obviously not in the same capacity, but a wide, or kind of like D-Hop, like his first really good year when he was out there with like Tom Savage and like Zach Mettenberger and stuff. Elijah Moore, four different quarterbacks. He is the wide receiver two in fantasy points since week nine as a rookie on the Jets with four different quarterbacks. I mean, 
it's wild. I think Elijah Moore and Jalen Waddle are going to be, you know, this year's Brandon Ayuk, Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb, Chase Claypool, the year before that, Debo Samuel, AJ Brown. One of those rookie wide receivers that comes out here and is a solid, you know, wide receiver two producer you can now put in your flex down the stretch here. You're seeing 30% of the targets or more in like two or three back-to-back games producing with a rookie quarterback. It's wild. And on top of that, he has an insane schedule down the stretch. I think that Elijah Moore is going to be on a lot of playoff teams. He's going to be on a lot of championship teams because now he has New Orleans, who's allowing the second most fantasy points to opposing wide receivers. Miami's allowing the fifth most. Jaguars allowing the eighth most. The Jets are so bad that all of those games will be in negative game scripts. Then you have the Buccaneers, which is a tough ask. But in the championship against Tampa Bay, 29th points allowed. That's going to be a tough matchup. But at the same time, again, it's going to be a negative game script. They're going to be throwing the entire time. So he has at least a chance. I believe two out of four of those will be blow up games. And like I said, I think Elijah Moore will be on a lot of championship teams. I was going to say this Christmas, this New Year's, I don't know. This The the way that this the, the schedule works this year, I don't know when week 17 is going to be here. But that's going to do it for us today, fellas. Again, we won't be doing any rankings videos this week. I will have all the rankings on Patreon, though. So if you if you really would like to see those, that will be down below. Patreon.com slash Ron Stewart. I love you guys. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a like. What else? Like I said, tomorrow we're going to talk about bad playoff schedules. The day after that, we're going to talk about some rest of season risers. I'll have rest of season rankings out today. I'll have weekly rankings out tomorrow. Dynasty rankings all got posted on the Patreon. Those are really clean. I have, they're all tiers. They're all in Google Sheets. It's amazing. Um, what else do I got? What else? Hmm. I'm going to the Scene Hall basketball game on Thursday. Might bring the iPhone and like kind of record a vlog kind of thing, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I need better equipment. I know that I can't bring my camera into the arena, so we'll we'll see. There's not really a ton to film. It'll just be like me, some of the fellas <laughs> taking a drive there, and then I guess I was just getting rowdy at the game. But all right, that's gonna do it for today. I might I might even stream Friday or Saturday. Some you know may, might just hop on Madden, fuck around, maybe invite some of you guys to a game. We'll see. But um, you know, kind of taking things, you know easy here at the end of the season not a ton to make videos about at this point in the season but i guess you know we're doing playoff schedules we're doing all that but as always i love you guys and i'll see you in the next one i got the juice i got the juice Chatham's on foolies glad i'm home even my haters kind of glad i'm on rest in peace to my bag up on rapper song singer suspended subpoena from mr meaner